Welcome to Roadblock, or heart-to-heart conversations with yours truly, Nicolette Swaby, also known as Jay Roots. I look forward to our time together as we face our story in the glory. Have you ever thought of how your life would have been if you had complete control? I mean, think about having the power to choose the challenges or none at all. You probably would choose zero challenges, right? Think about the power to stop devastation whenever you like. You get to run the show. You are large and in charge. If a situation is not going your way, you can just end it just like that. Talk about choosing your idea of the perfect family. Tick. Your background, tick. Friends who only love you and cherish you and are there for you all the time, tick. Perfect health, tick. Your loved ones never ever die, tick. Look at you living in your own utopic space, tick. What a life that would be, huh? If you had the opportunity to erase every negativity, wouldn't you take it? The truth is, in this world, even kings and queens face trials. Yes, friends, the people who you see around you, those who seem to have all the money in the world with a successful business, the fame, notoriety, they too, like you, face hard times and have problems on every side. They are also wishing they could determine how some things affect their lives but they don't have that power. I have acknowledged that it is not so much about doing things according to our own will, but rather navigating through life by the preordained plan that God has for us. That is when we will experience true peace and contentment. Many may not agree with this for many reasons to include a disbelief that God actually does all things well. In a world that is plagued with sickness, murders, abuse, brokenness, hurt in all forms, how can we still see this powerful God as good? As I focused on our topic for this session, Not My Will, I remembered entering into marriage as a young girl, fresh out of university, ready to start life with my best friend. Untying the knot, we were so excited about the journey and looked forward to honoring God as a ministry couple. Less than a month later, I found out I had fibroids, which are benign tumors in the uterus, and this affects a number of women, especially black women. Now, here I was on Google researching this thing and trying to process what it meant and could mean for us as a young couple. I suffered from excruciating pains and discomfort that I had to push through. I cried, and yes, I was very afraid, and I asked the questions. Will they continue to grow? Will I have to do surgery? Will I be able to have children? What are the possibilities of this negatively affecting our marriage? The questions came along with the tears, but as young Christians who love the Lord, we quickly allowed our hearts to be immersed in the word of God, and we accepted that no matter the size of the trial, it served a purpose. It was necessary, and we trusted God to keep us quite fine. We kept going, and about two months later, my husband lost his job. What? Come on! 
this is about two or three months in marriage. What happened to the happily ever after? What about the fairy tale? Seriously, we just said I do. Of course, we were not anticipating that, but it happened. I watched my husband deal with every trial with grace and faith, with gentleness, and that encouraged me to do the same. I thank God that we can truly stand and testify that we have been troubled with several negative situations yet not distressed. We were perplexed, but not in despair. The negative situations taught us to pray and have anchored us in our faith in God. And we know it's not over. We don't know what tomorrow holds next week, next month, next year, but we continue to trust in God. We were fortunate to be in a community and we still are fortunate to be in a community that has a God-given perspective of the word that allowed us to put suffering in its rightful place. So many times we take suffering out of context and make the trials seem bigger than our God. For example, in losing a job, where we sometimes go is, Oh no, I won't be able to provide for my family. How will I pay the bills? My child's tuition fees need to be paid. How will I pay these debts? These questions point to self and our ability or lack thereof to do something. These concerns seem legitimate, right? However, they show that our trust and hope was in the job and not God. We have not discerned that everything that we have is God's provision. God was the one who gave us the job. He was the one taking care of us even before we had a job. And he is able to continue doing it should the job be taken away. We cannot allow situations to blind us. If we get to a place where our hope in God is shaken, it means that we have taken our eyes off of God and his purpose and have allowed ourselves to become consumed with the situation itself. Have you ever looked at the adverse situations and relationships in your life? They seem to be so out of place and tend to come at the wrong time. But then again, is there ever a right time? You see, friends, we have no control over the things life will bring us. And our status in life does not make us immune to suffering. Suffering is inevitable. The Apostle Peter told us in 1 Peter 4 verse 12, Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. In other words, do not be alarmed or shaken. Do not consider trials as strange. It is normal. It is a part of the journey of life. Suffering is a part of our inheritance as children of God in the earth. We will be tried and tested. They don't feel good, but they will come and they're working together for our good. Peter goes on to say in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 4, But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. This is a great promise. Our situations differ, but the promise is the same. There is a glory waiting to be revealed in us if we suffer righteously. 
if we praise and honor God in the midst of the fiery furnace, we will be exceedingly glad when his glory is revealed. But how or where will his glory be revealed? The Apostle Paul picks it up by saying in Romans 8 verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Yes, God's glory is revealed in us when we endure. The world is able to look at us and they will be able to see his strength, his peace, God's joy, his grace. Have you ever seen someone who was going through a rough season, but it didn't faze them? They kept ministering, giving, praising, loving, rejoicing as though they were on cloud nine. What you were entertaining is the glory of the Lord. Humanity cannot do that. Humanity gets angry, frustrated, bitter in the heart, and complains every second of the day. But when we surrender the situation to God and commit our lives into His hands, we will experience His life and His emotions manifested through us. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7 to 10 says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. In this scripture, we see where Paul, first and foremost, acknowledges the purpose of the trial, which is so that he would not be exalted above measure. It was to keep him humble. Here you have this apostle who is fully educated in the Old Covenant, knowledgeable of the Torah, the book of the prophets and the Psalms, and has also received an abundance of revelation from God. However, God saw the need to allow a situation in his life that was designed to keep him humble. The messenger of the devil was loosed in his life at a time when he was fervently working ministry. But God knew that if this apostle stayed anchored, he would not be confounded by the wiles of the devil. It is crucial that we too discern the purpose of the trials as they come in our lives. When we seek the Father, he reveals the purpose to us and enables us to stand while growing from the lessons unearthed in those trials. When Paul saw purpose, he was able to rejoice and bask in the grace of God. He even stopped asking God to remove it. He recognized that though the suffering made him weak, he was experiencing the strength of the Lord, which is greater than his strength. Even if he was at the peak of his strength, he would not have been successful. To please God and endure the tests of life require a God kind of strength. Therefore, weakness is not defeat. It is an opportunity to witness the tangible presence of the kingdom of God within us. 
when we walk in the spirit, in the life of Christ, we will feel the emotions of God and his strength and power rests upon us. Isn't that glory revealed? When we can know that we are going through a situation, we're experiencing a challenge, but there is a consciousness that God is in me and he is the one bearing this thing, that I don't have to feel alone. I don't have to be in despair because I know that my God has empowered me to bear this challenge and I'm going to honor him. I will please him in the midst of it and people will look on and they will see me glorifying my God. I will not be afraid of the devil and his wiles and what he's saying and what he's doing, but I will keep my eyes on Jesus. Whether it be necessities, whether it be lack, whatever it is, we suffer in different ways. We all have a story to tell, but the clincher in all our stories is that God is faithful and he's faithful to keep us in the midst of the storm. Though the winds blow and the waves come our way, we can stand still and see the salvation and the great power of our God. No matter what you may be facing, God wants to remind you that his grace is sufficient for you. It is enough for any circumstance you may be facing, so be encouraged. You may feel like the removal of the situation will satisfy But God wants us to see that it is his grace, his life that satisfies. Our joy is not in the removal of the suffering or having a great job or perfect health or to be the best in the world. But our joy is in the Lord himself. He is the one who satisfies us. Jesus, who is our example in all things, prayed and he said, according to Luke 22, verse 42, Father, If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus subjected himself to the suffering of this world. He came in this sinful world, was raised in an earthly family, learned a trade, then left his job as a carpenter, had no home, but was working the ministry that the Father had laid out for him. He discipled men, showcased the kingdom come on earth, and then had to die at the wicked hands of men and take on sin that would separate him from the Father. This is a lot to go through for a sinless man. Some of the things we have gone through was as a result of our own sin and disobedience. But here was an innocent man who had to suffer. He would have delighted in another way that excluded separation from the father and having to experience sin in his body for the first time. But he who knew no sin was willing to bear the cross and the shame because it was God's will for him to do. He also envisioned the glory that was beyond the suffering. I don't know what your situation is today, but God has empowered you to stand in the midst of it. My apostle Dr. Mary Banks always says, purpose is more powerful than pain. If you can look beyond the pain and see what God is working in you, you would appreciate the challenges as they come, knowing that the trying of our faith is working patience in us. God is teaching us how to wait or endure. If we're so impatient and quick to leave them, 
we will not see what God is trying to teach us and we will not have a testimony that we can truly fellowship with God in the midst of hardships. The Apostle James said, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1 verse 2 to 4. Trials come to perfect us, and they act as a training ground for us. But when we are subjected to patience in these trials, we have to allow it to have its way in us. God will allow us to be in a situation where we have to depend totally on him. If he doesn't do it, it won't get done. He will subject us to patience to wait on him. But in this time, he is perfecting us, allowing us to fellowship with him in the trial. He is training us to operate in this world as sons and daughters. You see, we may have the knowledge or theory of the word, but suffering is the practical. This is the time we really see if we are truly understanding the word when it is tested in our own lives. We can talk about loving our enemies all day long, but if we never have an enemy that we needed to love, that information is just theory. It has not been embraced as nature. When we experience God for real in our lives, we can truly testify that this word is true. I can testify that God is indeed a healer. I can sing about God being Jehovah Rapha. Why? Because I was sick and he healed me. Some of the trials we face may leave physical scars. You may be dealing with a divorce or you might have lost a child and the list goes on. In this world, we will have trouble, but I thank God that we can find solace in Jesus. There are certain communities right now plagued with crime and violence, or young people are being killed, men and women raped and abused in all forms. This is an evil world and we know it. It's filled with darkness and that is why we cannot afford to have our hope locked in it. We cannot look to this world for our joy. The hurt and brokenness that is in this world is too much to count. But on days when the realities of life would seek to cloud our vision, that is the time to press in God even more. The enemy of our souls will cause more and more evil and influence hearts to move further and further away from God. But when it gets rough and tough, that is the time for us to seek God and trust Him, lest we too fade away with the wind. We have to be anchored in God and trust Him. Even when everything seems to be challenging our faith, if we live by sight, we would be miserable and hopeless. But I challenge you to look beyond what you can see with your natural eyes and ask the God of heaven to give you a vision of eternity, life after this world. A glimpse of eternity will stir up a joy within us that will cause us to put our hope in God, even through the trials, the temptations, and the evil in this world. I choose to trust God and to acknowledge that this world is not my home. It is not our dwelling place. 
Jesus said in John 16, 33, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus told us that we will have trouble, but he says, be of good cheer, be encouraged. Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world. And if we are in Christ Jesus and he is in us, that makes us one. Therefore, we too are overcomers. I choose to live by what Jesus has said, and I encourage you to do the same. Let us not live by what we see in this world, nor how we may feel naturally. Let us choose to live by the faith of Jesus Christ. He did not live according to the suffering he faced. He lived according to the glory that was before him. He knew that his suffering would birth the church, an entire generation of sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. He lived according to the word of God. You may be crying your tears now, but don't ignore the life of Christ in you in the midst of the trial. Neither forfeit the glory that is ahead of you and within you. Let us push ahead into eternity where we shall reign with our Father. Let us always press toward the mark for the prize of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Let us not get weary in well-doing or blinded by the challenges that we face on a daily basis. But let us commit and submit our ways to God and allow him to birth purpose in us. I do hope that throughout your suffering, you will be strengthened and encouraged by the promises of God that fail not, and that your prayer will be, Lord, not my will, but yours be done in me. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are very much aware of all that we face, and you have empowered us to bear and endure to the end. Lord, you said if we endure to the end, we will be saved Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And we're not alone, but we're fellowshipping with you in the midst of this journey called life. Thank you, God, that your strength is made perfect in our times of weakness. And we can trust you to keep us. Strengthen us today, Lord. Rekindle our passion for you and our hope in you. Help us not to be in despair when our faith is tested by trials, but help us today, Father, to see the glory that lies ahead and help us to delight in you and in your will always. We thank you for choosing us for our individual situations. We thank you for the lessons we have learned. We thank you for how we have matured in you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that is ever with us. And your grace, O Holy God, that is sufficient. It is enough for us. Let somebody today experience your life, even as they see us going through righteously. Let somebody see you, Lord. Comfort hearts this day, those who are mourning, those who have lost loved ones. I pray that today, Father, you will encourage, lift up, O God. You are the God of all comfort, the God of all consolation, and we trust you, Father, even now that you would keep us in your will, O Holy God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. And we, your people, declare today, Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. In everything that we go through, we will continue to say, Holy God, blessed be the name 
of the Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen. For your copy of this episode of Roadblock, visit our Sunrise with Jesus app or you can download on iTunes. And don't forget to give to our ministry. Your donation will help us to expand and bless more homes just as you have been blessed. God loves a cheerful giver. So go ahead. Giving is only a click away. Visit our app and click on Give. Until next time, rejoice, feel the breeze, smell the roses, smile with your neighbor, and walk on, warrior.